Good day and welcome to episode 65 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I am joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Hi. Hello, Matt. Hello. And this week, once again, joined by the outlaw queen, Kate. Not the pseudo-fed queen anymore because she's not sick anymore. She's good to go. Hooray. Thank God. Yes, we can't have multiple congested people on the podcast. As we all know, I am the king of congestion. (laughs) Ew. So we can't be. Can't have two. You can't Get have all this nasliness, fixed. you know. So how are you both doing this evening? Good. Now that I'm inside. I'll yeah, it's fucking cold. Degree weather. Yeah. It's very cold. Yep, it is cold. I'm going to Niagara Falls tomorrow, so what? it will only get colder. All right, that's pretty great. It sounds like you're gonna freeze. So dress warm, bundle up. Are you gonna jump in a barrel? No. No. I'm looking forward to this weekend because the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again, and I'm very, very excited. I'm going to feast. Got a hell of a menu prepared. Got my family coming down, so it's going to be a good weekend. If they win, if they lose, I'll be a very sad boy, but I'm confident, so we'll see how it goes. But as you've noticed, Manny is not here because he decided to one-up Matt and try to get to Niagara Falls quicker and bear the colder temperatures. So we don't know if he went over in a barrel or not. But we got to keep the house clean. So as always, follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Plus the Number One Player. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Plus One Player. So go check out all the social media sites. And as always, go check out the website, which of course is Plus One Player.com. You can find all of our articles, all of our podcasts, and you can find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Plus One Player. We stream nearly every night of the week, and last night I finally started the Metal Gear Solid stream, and I can't wait to play every single Metal Gear Solid game on stream. It's going to be the best. So go check that out on Wednesday nights. So go check us out on twitch.tv slash plus one player, and of course on the website you can find links to our Discord, which is a great community, and we'd love to have you unless of course you're racist. We're having great conversations all day, all night, and we've got a book club, so if you want to read some cool books and chat about it, Come on and join the conversation. And after all that, if you like what you hear, go check us out on patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every single dollar we get will go right back to the show to make it the best it can possibly be. We have an excellent group of supporters. We'd love if you were a member of that amazing group. And of course... We can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the sponsor of the show. That's Nerdiest Brands, but I'll tell you about that later. And before we get into the topic and kick off the show, I want to let you guys know that on February 23rd, we are partnering with friend of the show Jimmy Good and his site Critical Reviews, and we're doing a 12-hour charity stream. So that'll kick off at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on February 23rd, which is a Saturday. We're going to be streaming all types of games all throughout the day, and Everything that we raise will go right to K9 for Warriors. So if you'd like to check out K9forWarriors.org, find out more about them. They're a great charity who works to pair service dogs with veterans. So every single dollar that we raise will go right to them. So be on the lookout for more information and on how to donate. So excited for that. Same here. Like nine, 9 to 9.45 should just be coffee talk. Coffee talk. That'd be great. <laughs> and so with that, the house is clean. We have an excellent show planned this week so matt what are we doing tell us all right well we are gonna start off with a new game called well i'll tell you what it's called in a little bit and then we are going to move on 
to the topic of the pod where we're going to talk about games and game inspiration. Uh, We're going to talk about what are some of our favorite games that have been inspired by other games. Uh, And then we're going to just make some uh, talk about comparing games, what's healthy, what's not, uh, and get into a little more there as well. Then we'll do some news, which we like to call patch notes. <laughs> and then we will wrap up the pod as we usually do. So are you guys ready to get started? Oh, I'm ready. Yep. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our newest G2CAG standalone game, Of Course, Lord Horse. <laughs> said that weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm America's favorite niche podcast game show host, Larry Rutabaga, and welcome to the show. Today we'll be testing our contestants' knowledge of Metal Gear Solid and Skyrim with a series of individual questions. If a contestant doesn't know the answer, it can be stolen by their competitor. But be careful, competitor, if you choose to steal that question and you get it wrong, you will lose a point. Ooh, all right. That the is- stakes are high. Stakes mm-hmm. are high in, of course, lore horse. Could our contestants both introduce themselves and please describe your familiarity with Metal Gear Solid and Skyrim for the at-home audience? Kate. So I'm Kate. I kind of have a feeling that Steve is going to smoke me in this game, but you never know. <laughs> I think um, there's a balance here. I think there's a real balance here. Yeah. So I, I think you know more about Skyrim than I do. Probably. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I love Metal Gear Solid. I've played all of them. However, I've only played three multiple times, which is why I think Steve is going to smoke me in this category because I know he's played like all of them 800 times. Um, I've put in an obscene amount of hours in Skyrim that probably should be embarrassing. So I'm not going to say the number. And I also play the other Elder Scrolls games, which have some lore overlap with Skyrim. So we'll see. All right, and Steven. Well, as you know, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. I played the first one when I was just a boy at the ripe (laughs) young age of eight years old, and it really was what kind of changed how I played video games because, like I said, a lot of times I was just really into, like, sports games as a kid, and then that one kind of turned me on to some of those more in-depth narrative-driven games, and it kind of wowed me at that time. Like, I was playing it last night, and we were joking about the graphics, but back then, those were fucking awesome so i've played every single one of the metal gear games except rising multiple times really a huge fan of the series and skyrim i've put in i gotta say close to like 300 hours over the course of different saves i own it on three different systems at this point ps3 ps4 and switch so i played a lot but i think a lot of it too is it might blend together some of the more obscure stuff because there is so much and i've played through it so many different times that I can see myself stumbling a little bit with some Skyrim questions. All right. Well, we're glad that you're both here. Are you both ready? Of course, Lorehorse. Of course, Lorehorse. (laughs) All right. Let's begin. We're going to start off with Skyrim. Kate, who whispers into the ear of the Dragonborn during the Dark Brotherhood questline? Who whispers into the ear of the Dragonborn during the Dark Brotherhood questline? Uh, would that be Lucien Lachance? Lachance? However you say his name? That's the incorrect answer. Oh, no! Steven, would, do you want to steal? You can go into the negatives, and of course... I know, course. I know, I know. This is a tough, <laughs> a the, tough yeah. choice. You gotta be strategic. 
It's not Lucy and Lachance. He's a ghost who follows no, you around. No, I know. Oh, fuck. I don't know the exact name. I know it's... I, I can't because I don't know the exact name, but I know it's like the mother figure. Well, since you didn't choose to steal, I, yeah. but you are on the right track. Yeah, yes, that... the, night, the night mother oh. is whispering in the Dragonborn's ear. I can't. It was that close. I just needed the night. I had mother. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. All right, Stephen, which dragon is the leader of the Greybeards? and had previously served as one of Alduin's lieutenants during the Dragon War. Parthenax. That is correct. That was yeah. a layup. That was so uh, easy. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kate. Maybe if you remember, I was on the right track for the Night Mother when you're I, like Lucian Lachance, so no, let's I'd, pump the brakes here. Right? I agree that you, were, you did better with the first question than I did, but... All right, Kate. Name what? three of the nine holds in Skyrim. Oh, okay. Riften, Whiterun... And the Reach. I'll give that to you. Yes, Riften, also known as the Rift, the Reach, also known as Markarth, and White Run, known as White Run. Right. So we're at one apiece. Right, Stephen. For which Daedric prince can you go cannibal for? Is it Malag Ball? That is incorrect. I think Kate, I know. Do the you answer. want to steal? Hang on. Oh There's... no! I... I know who it is. Fuck. Should... I think I know the answer, but I the, the stealing thing makes me nervous. I think you should do it. Cause so now I'm between two in my head because I I am second guessing myself. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try. Okay. You know, YOLO. Um, is it Namira? It is. Oh, I knew Whoa. that right after I said it. <laughs> boo boo boo. Because I remember the ring. That means the score is two to one in Kate's favor. So we're gonna move on to the Metal Gear Solid round. We're going to start with you, Stephen. What organization became an official part of the U.S. military in 1971, specializing in covert operations? I literally have zero idea how hard or easy these questions are. Well, that's why, because I'm trying to... Metal Gear Solid. Because, like, I feel like it's just so obvious, but, um, uh, yeah, Foxhound. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... See, I, I, I was, like, yeah. oh, I was second-guessing myself, because I was like, wait a minute, was it one of the smaller ones? And like, All mm. right. Of course, Lorehorse. Of course, Laura. All right, Kate. Yeah. Who is the lead designer of Metal Gear Rex? Metal Gear Rex. I can't remember which one that was. Just like Steve's making faces at me. Metal Gear Rex. Which game was that in? I don't follow the metal. The Metal Gears. I'm gonna say Sokolov from MGS3. I know he designed one of them. Correct. It's Hal Emmerich, and I am stealing it. Oh, it is Hal Emmerich. All right, we're Otacon, tied up. Was Rex in one? No, because it was it no, was two to now two. It's now three it's three to two. two. Rex was in one. Okay, which was the one in three? Ray? Right? No, no, that was the Shagahod. Oh, the Shagahod. Oh yeah, the Shagahod. <laughs> All right, All right Stephen Kazuhira Miller is second in command of what organization? The Diamond Dogs. That's incorrect. Uh, I can't remember the name. The Peace, not the Peace. Walker people. I don't know. The fucking MGS5 people. They're the Diamond I don't know the Dogs name, so I can't MGS5. Steal it. I can't steal it. So I can't remember the name. I have Militaire Sans Frontières. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah. Militaires without, bro- without Borders. But they are the Diamond Dogs in 5. <laughs> this is I what call, the sources are telling me. I call so shenanigans. Still 3-2. They're Kate. the Diamond yes. Dogs. Who is the chief 
of Foxhound's medical staff. In which iteration? Um, I want to say, I guess, is it? Well, it's paramedic, but that's not that's not in, that's not Foxhound. Uh, is it Doctor Naomi? Whatever the fuck her last name is, Naomi. I can't remember her last name. Do I get a half a point hair. if I get her last name? She has black I hair. Know. Oh, I don't know what to do. She made Gray Fox. Doctor Naomi is yes, correct. Yes, it is. I don't know if you need her last name or not, though. I think you Harris? should because her it's her full Harris? name. Oh come on, Steve! <laughs> it's Doctor. It's Naomi. Like who calls her by her last name? She introduces herself that way on her. So on her biographical information card, I know it, it does. It does say also known as Doctor Naomi without the last name. So I think, I think our judges are going to give it to Kate. Okay. But Steve, what's her last name? It's Dr. Naomi Hunter, and she didn't make Hunter. Gray Fox. Hunter. Gray Fox was her adopted brother, pretty much, because he saved her from the battlefield. All right, who won? Oh, yeah. Paramedic mate. Well, I mean, like, Kate got him, a point like, there. All... Is it tied up 3 3? Yeah, it's all. Was it Paramedic that made him all, like, the cyborg ninja? Cyborg yes. ninja. Okay. Right, well, it's tied up 3 3. We need a tie Which break. means we have. We have a tie, and we don't have a tiebreaker, so we're going to move into the final round. Mm. And you'll both be contestants in the final round. You will be given three topics to choose from, handpicked by the lore horse himself. Can you beat the lore horse at his own game? So you can choose from one of these topics, siblings, planets, or weapons. In... In... In like relation Skyrim? to what? <laughs> yeah, in, or like in in Earth? Destiny Two. Oh Jesus! Oh Murphy. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm gonna this go. This is with... can you beat the lore horse? Okay, so. I'm gonna go with siblings. I know two siblings that you really like in Destiny Two. <laughs> so. I'm gonna go with planets. Well, you guys have to pick one. Oh. As a group, this oh. is a group effort to try and beat me. Oh. It was gonna be one person chooses one. This is supposed to be like the winners round. Okay. You know? Well, I, I've only played Destiny One, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know enough about the lore, so I, I feel like I might have a good chance at guessing one of the planets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who else is related besides Aldrin Sov and Marasov, but the lore horse also really likes them, which is why I'm. I want to go with siblings, but what were what was the third option? Maybe we should just go with the weapons, third option, since neither of us can agree on. Yeah, but he'll probably ask them about like an exotic weapon I know. that I don't know because I haven't played in a while. That bow that Steve used the I mean, one to time be he streamed. Fair, you're probably not going to get any of them. Let's go okay. planets. I think I think I Fine. have the, we have the best shot at planets. Mars. The All right. answer is Mars. Planets. The proto hive homeworld is named what? Is it a planet in the like real? I can't solar give you system? any hints. The proto hive homeworld is named is um, it mars <laughs> i was gonna say is it nessus is that your final answer yeah to beat the lore horse yeah. that wizard came from the moon i don't know <laughs> that wizard came from the moon <laughs> I- i'm going that is incorrect uh, that is also incorrect okay what is the answer you have not beat the lore horse <laughs> i mean <laughs> the correct answer is the fundament of course. 
Oh, of Lore course. Horse. Of course. This, of course this game horse. seemed rigged to somehow get the host to win, is what yeah. I'm, well, is what I'm yeah. sensing. Now you know. Well, the host is Larry Rutabaga. Now you know for future efforts what to study up if you win. Yeah, apparently just Destiny 2. <laughs> well, do we get Basically. another question since neither of us got it right and we're still tied? No, you've lost. That's it. The we game's both over. Lost. I told you it was rigged to get him a victory. That's what it was. <laughs> he wanted to get a victory by putting in like the least amount of effort. He's like, this is how I do it. <laughs> the fundament. You fools. Well, it might show up in a future question, so okay, well. pay attention, folks. All right, well, that was our very first episode of Of Course, Lore Horse. I'm Larry Rutabaga. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Well, thank you very much, Larry. It's always good to have you. And, of course, before we get into the topic of the podcast, I have to let you know that the sponsor of the show is Nerdiest Brands. And if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Back to you, Matt. All right. We're going to move into our topic of the pod, where we're going to discuss games and their inspiration. I thought the easiest place to start for this conversation was our favorites, our favorite games that have been inspired by other games, and maybe what has inspired them, what they've sort of taken and improved on from other games. Yeah, does anyone have anything they want to start with? I've talked about it a million times, and I'll talk about it again tonight. I really like dragon age as you guys all know and uh it was heavily inspired by the Baldur's gate games which were also made by bioware back in the day um which i also love and just in terms of like taking your inspiration and doing it right i feel like they did a fantastic job because they obviously they sort of brought like that style of combat to i guess it was playstation 3 that era but they sort of kept like the party-based exploration, the fa- and they um, so Baldur's Gate is set in Dungeons and Dragons universe, and for Dragon Age they made their own world, um, their own characters, and yeah, I think they they took what was great about Baldur's Gate and kind of modernized it and updated it and created their own world, which is fantastic. Um, I'd love to be on a what a lore horse episode with dragon age but no one else would be able to compete with me so yeah, she's just talking to herself for 20 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. um and then another another one um that i really like is the uh deus ex series which i don't i don't know how much they've confirmed or denied this but i think it was very clearly influenced by metal gear solid um stealth sort of conspiracies you know all that all that good stuff that we love about metal gear but deus ex kind of put it in a more cyberpunk world um they definitely the characters are different you know i so both of those are two really great series that were pretty clearly inspired by other great series yeah i think i because i have a few of my own where one of them is I think it was like more subtly or not like over the top inspiration but i think ghost recon wildlands took some inspiration from the old SOCOM games because playing that through that campaign reminded me a lot of playing the old SOCOM games where 
you had the headset and you were actually commanding, you know, computer players to go to certain points and do certain objectives. And so Wildlands was a lot of the same thing, but it actually incorporated a co-op element where you could play through the story with friends or you can, you know, go online as well. I thought the online wasn't exactly like that didn't really capture the the, the same feel as an old SOCOM multiplayer, but I, f- I felt campaign wise, it was very similar. And I kind of liked that throwback where it was that squad based tactical combat where you're you know taking out you know a huge drug lord and you're taking out different parts of the map and obviously ubisoft's really good at making those open map excuse me those open world experiences and giving you like that checklist to do and so combining that with that feel of the old socom games was really cool but i think my favorite one would have to be the uncharted series because there's no doubt that took a lot of inspiration Mm. from the tomb raider Mm -hmm. series and then i think it's kind of cool because i think it came full circle because i believe that the new tomb raider reboot took a lot of inspiration from the uncharted series yeah so i feel like such a good example yeah it really all kind of came together because lara croft and tomb raider you know on the old games like on like the ps1 and the pc those were really puzzle based. It was a lot of like, oh man, you're going up against some like tough enemies and things like that. And then Uncharted just obviously took the PS3 to its limits and they finally figured out because they finally started making those games like right around the time where people were figuring out the tech and it's like, all right, now this mm. is what we can do with it. And so the Uncharted games are like one of those first adventure series that really sucked me in on the PS3. And every single game was like better than the one before it. They they found improvements. They figured out how to make the the gunplay feel a lot better. The puzzles were amazing. The scenery was incredible. Some of those action scenes were some of the best I've seen in any media. Like there were so many times where like my jaw was just open because I was stunned at what I was watching. And then I saw a lot of that in the the most recent Tomb Raider reboot. Like you see a lot of the same elements that Uncharted use, and they're still telling completely separate stories, but you can tell that they're giving like a little nod to each other, that they understand they're the reasons, you know, why each other exists. Like we wouldn't have a Nathan Drake without Lara Croft. And I don't think we'd have a new Lara Croft without Nathan Drake. And my last one I want to mention, I think it goes both ways where I think there are games who draw a lot of inspiration from movies. And I think Kojima Mm. is one of those people. He's, he's obviously always talking about how much he loves cinema. He's always posting whatever new movie he's watching. And he always has these rave reviews about like some of the most obscure films you could ever see. But the Metal Gear Solid series itself is uh, a, takes a lot of inspiration from the Escape from New York and Escape mm-hmm. from L.A. series. Yep. And mm-hmm. so, like, literally Snake in uh, Metal Snake Gear Solid Plissken. 2. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, his, his name is Iroquois Pliskin like, when he's yeah. undercover. And that's just ripping off Snake Pliskin. So, well, not ripping off. Like, Kojima openly yeah, admitted homage, it was a not. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, I love kind of seeing those little crossover elements, too, because you see those types of games. Kojima's always been very cinematic. He loves to make his games feel like an interactive movie in a way where you're playing through some action scenes, but then you actually get to sit back and you could literally have like a bowl of popcorn with you while you do it and watch <laughs> the, the scenes unfold. So I think it's really cool to see not only games inspire each other, but games taking inspiration from other forms of media, whether it be television or movies. It's a good point. I feel yeah. like the Batman games did that a lot too. Yeah. Like oh, inspiration yes. from movies. Well, just to add... The like arc, uh, the uh, whatever there, the newer the Arkham, yeah. Who who did those ones? Oh, so that was Rocksteady who made Rocks, them, yeah. and no, 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 the, the movies. Who directed? Oh, those Chris, movies? Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they took that grittier approach, and uh, right, and right, then right, they right. they also took inspiration from the animated series, the TV show, because they got mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill to be Batman and the Joker, because uh, those are like thank God the yeah. infamous Batman and yeah. Joker voices now. 
I loved that animated series growing up. It's such a good cartoon. There were some Just really, really well cartoon. done episodes. Like they told a pretty good uh, story. All right. Well, one that I'm currently playing. Well, actually, I have a few that I'm currently playing, and I actually want to bring this one up in the next topic too. But Ashen, mm-hmm. clear inspiration from Dark Souls. Yes. It's not a quote the Dark Souls of quote game, which is like a thing that annoys me and I think annoys a lot of people. Uh, it's very much like, hey, this game was inspired by Dark Souls, but is its own entity with its own background and and storyline that's interesting and compelling and its own art style, which is beautiful, with like a couple other interesting different things added in. And I'm playing that right now and and do really like it, but it's definitely like an inspir- a game that draws direct inspiration from another game. Yeah. I think a genre in general that lends itself to building off other games is like the MMO genre. Yeah. Like companies are looking at what other companies are doing. Yeah. Improving upon ideas, experimenting with new ideas, and just like seeing what works and what plays out to like build something different. So like you had WoW, which was inspired by EverQuest, which was inspired by, you know, like text-based RPG <laughs> games that you could play online with other people. And so I know like EverQuest was really popular. Um, and then like, of course, everyone knows just like how, just how Blizzard blew up in the doors on that genre with mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, um, partly because they had a really well thought out story and well written background like they had the whole universe planned out before they even started building the game because they had the uh, the, uh, rts games right so and there were so many interesting things going on in that game and like open world exploration and all that stuff and then a year later you had the first guild wars come out which was like new and interesting too the gameplay was different uh, the classes were different. It was unique in its own way. Its art style was totally unique from WoW's less uh, less cartoony, right? WoW's mm. yeah. uh, environments and characters were very cartoony. Guild Wars was a little more serious uh, interpretation of, of people and stuff like that. Um, also with a really interesting, well-realized world. And then what are the games? Down the line, you know, much more recently, you have Guild Wars 2, which is definitely actually more along the lines of a wow game but whereas grinding has become really popular in some games like black desert online you and final fantasy 14 uh what? guild wars no <laughs> grinding oh. in ff14 Whoa. are you kidding me yeah wait you're joking right i mean there's the are dungeon there's the dungeon grind but there's, there's no, like, so much grinding in grind final enemies. fantasy 14 but like leveling classes all on one character, yeah. that feels very grinding to me. And like leveling the minor, like all of those classes, that seems very grindy to me. Leveling like crafting is a little grindy. I agree. But leveling all classes, you just run your dungeon finder a bunch of times. Yeah, that's grinding. That's literally uh, grinding. I, I guess when I think of MMO grinding, I think of like go kill 30 sheeps. <laughs> Sure. So that's Black Desert, right? Okay. Black Desert is like the pinnacle of grinding. So yeah, we can definitely like differ on how we see yeah. FF, but like yeah, Black Desert's definitely that. And like they all and and to go back to Guild Wars 2, that's very story driven and not grindy. So it's like you have 
multiple interpretations of the genre and they've all been inspired from one another um especially in character creation too like all of those games have a character creation with their own interpretation but inspired off one another which are all in one way or another inspired by lord of the rings and sort of those stock fantasy races you know Maybe not Guild Wars as much, but certainly WoW. And, oh, for races. Yeah, 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 yeah Final for Fantasy sure. Final Fantasy and all that. We have elves and dwarves and all that good stuff. So just going yeah. back to like before there were video games, you know, people are still drawing inspiration from novels and all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's true. And I feel, like, I feel like Guild Wars does not get enough credit for like a unique interpretation of fantasy races and of dragons. Like if you... If you think that like Guild Wars 2 dragons are your stock dragons, like you should definitely play the games or like just look up and and learn more about them. They're so interesting and different. Um, so highly recommend that. And then I would say also the uh, the sort of like top down RPG loot grinder games, Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, Path of Exile torchlight all sort of the same thing magica like in terms of like indie games all sort of the same thing but built upon one another in different ways path of exile you have like an insane huge map of uh how you can uh, build and customize your skill tree that's what i was looking for that is just like immense and overwhelming when you first look at the game and yeah. that's like unique to it instead of just having like skills and, and attributes you can level up and things like that and those have were also probably inspired by like Baldur's Gate and RPGs mm -hmm. like that yeah. and then I'd say I've, I'm surprised I have so much to talk about and then <laughs> know, the at other the beginning of this year like I don't even know what we're talking about I know about. I was like <laughs> and then the other genre I feel that lends itself well I think shooters but I just don't know enough about the history of shooters to go into it, but platformers. Oh my God. All, oh, yeah, the, yeah, indie yeah. Yeah. all the indie platformers that have come out in the last few years are like all inspired by Mario. Like you yeah. can go all the way back to just basic Super yeah. Mario Brothers yeah. and like they are all inherently inspired by that. And then you find like ones that are actually, you know, more heavily inspired by certain games. Like when we got to talk to Thierry all about the messenger, he was so upfront about like I he's like, I just love playing Ninja Gaiden as a kid. I wanted to make my own Ninja Gaiden. Mm. Like that that's he had no issue with being like I was literally just trying to make my the best interpretation I could make based off having so much joy playing Ninja Gaiden. I remember the creators of Ninja Gaiden were playing the messenger on a stream once and they were like <sighs> loving it. So Tier oh, nice. was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Yeah, and even like uh, Hollow Knight, with uh, it has a very similar death mechanic to Dark Souls. Yeah. But it's a platformer, and it is inspired by other platformers, and it's very challenging and things like that. So so I think, I think maybe we should talk a little bit about like what inspired this discussion in the first place. Cause I think oh, yeah, your thread. It leads into oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Sorry, you know going. how how do you do this well and how do you do this not well? So this sort of all was inspired by um, Anthem, which, as everybody knows, uh, just had a beta and it's coming out very soon. Um, I think later this month, right? February twenty second. So yeah. we'll definitely be streaming some of that during that charity stream. 
Right. So um, there's a lot of talk going around right now in the community about, you know, is Anthem just like a Destiny clone or Warframe? Um, a lot of also similarities to Mass Effect. Um, you know, what what makes it different from those inspirations? And is it worth playing or should I just go play Destiny some more or something? Um, yeah. Yeah. And there were some tweets from like, I don't even know how they've pop up on my feed it's when like someone likes something that i follow and then that shows up there were just like tweets around hey anthem isn't this anthem isn't that so like don't talk about those games just talk about anthem and like i understand i feel like i understand what the person was trying to say and i wish I, i couldn't i literally read it once and then when i refreshed the page i couldn't find it again because it was like through someone had liked it on my feed right but um i understand what the person or i think i understand what the person was trying to say which was hey this game was is its own creation so Mm -hmm. let's like appreciate it for what it is and let's like discuss what it is and let's not say hey this is this isn't that so let's right you know let's go play that instead judge it you on know, its this own isn't, merits kind of thing right yeah. which like makes sense we should definitely when you're reviewing it like i believe you should review the game as its own work yep and that's what your review should be based on however if the game is taking clear inspiration from other sources i think that should be discussed too yeah be- and particular to anthem like the camera structure, the fluidity of movement, definitely inspired by Warframe. You can put those games side by side, have someone play them, and you can see the similarities, the inspiration of what movement is like and what combat is like, especially for the uh, hand-to-hand javelin. I don't know which one it is that uses blades in combat. Yeah inherent similarities and inspiration there it's not a bad thing i think is what it seems like that tweet and that community uh, or the people that believe in in that sort of have this idea that is is just bad to compare them at all when it's like i think it really comes into play for a game like anthem because what 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 they're really trying to do here is they're going to try to siphon some of those player bases mm-hmm. off of warframe mm-hmm. and destiny 2 because those games are established warframe especially it's been out for years at this point it's free to play they always have updates so it has a pretty established player base and not now with destiny 2's turnaround that has a very established player base and so anthem's coming out and for better or worse it's an ea game like we understand that bioware is a good studio and they do great work But it's still got the EA backing, so you have a lot of people who are going to be skeptical just because it's EA. From what I've seen, it looks super fun to play. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to play it this weekend um, just to give it a try myself. I've listened to a lot of people talk about their experiences with it. They say what I expected. It's a fucking blast to fly around in the javelin, and it it makes you feel like Iron Man. So that's really fluid. The the world is really beautiful. It's nice and open. And I have heard that it does sound like there is a a decent enough story, or at the very least, there's different story elements that you wouldn't have got in Destiny. When I was listening to the What's Good Games podcast from last week, Andrea was mentioning that – when you go to Fort Tarsus, you could have conversations with the NPCs and they would 
be different conversations each time and you can like make selections to kind of change how the conversation plays out so you you don't have that in destiny like you Mm -hmm. go up to the people but it's just like oh turn in your coins or turn in your weapons or whatever it might have been or collect your legendary engram or whatever it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of cool that's got my interest because like we've said they need to do something to differentiate themselves and it sounds like they are trying to do it with those story interactions with npcs which is great. I'm very excited. Like I've said from the start, I'm going to get this when it releases. Like there's no doubt in my mind I'm, this is going to be a day one purchase because I'm very interested in it. I loved Destiny. I love these kind of, you know, MMO shooters that are coming out now, even though they're like, mm-hmm. cause like the division's coming out too. And that's another, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's another one that's going to try to siphon some of that player base. And so when they all have a similar structure, I think it does need to be talked about because it's going to come down to what are these ones doing right? What are these ones doing wrong? And which one am I going to devote time to? Because they all take up a lot of time. Yeah. Like you have to invest a good amount of time in mm-hmm. a lot of these games. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, they're, all, they're all in the same genre in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think this idea that like we should interact with something in a vacuum is just extremely unrealistic. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, especially in this day and age with social media and streaming and everything, it's just like, of course, things are inspired by each other. Of course, things are going to build off of what came before. Like, that's not inherently bad or a knock against Anthem or any other game. So, yeah, this sort of idea of like, well, you know, don't talk about just don't talk about Destiny. Just talk about Anthem. It's like, well, that that's kind of impossible like yeah. or or mm-hmm, you're cutting mm-hmm. out a lot of uh good discussion by limiting it in that way so um yeah i i mean i think like given the examples that we all listed of games we thought that we really liked that were inspired by other games i think it's clear that it you know nothing is original anymore or very few things are and that's totally I'm original. Fine. You are original. Papers, please is original. That is original. That's true. No one has ever made TSA agent the game. <laughs> uh, but you know, for the most part, especially AAA games are not. You know, they're not 100% original, and that's totally fine. Um, but as long as they sort of bring something new, a new twist on something, maybe yeah. combine things that we haven't seen combined before, um, build on the things that came before totally fine draw of course you're gonna you know a lot of game developers are gamers themselves of course they're gonna be influenced by things they play so exactly yeah it's it's human nature yeah Yeah, i think it's i think it's ridiculous to say no don't talk about don't talk about any other games when you're reviewing a game so i think we all agree that as long as it's kind of under that same umbrella like if they're falling to the same genre it's totally natural to have a yeah. com- like a conversation around you know what what does this one do right what does this one do better things of that nature because like those games are all going for the same audience so to mm-hmm. speak because they have similar mechanics so like anytime you have a genre that's going to be like all encompassing like these kind of bullet sponge MMOs that are yeah. uh, becoming more and more popular as the years go on I think it's only fair that you kind of have these conversations because it's going to come down to, you know, which one do I want to play? And that's really where that conversation stems from is I want to play the one that I'm going to get the most joy out of. And that's how you kind of find your path. So everyone's going to probably dabble with all of these ones that are coming out. It's funny because they're all kind of coming out right around the same time. You get the division coming out not too long after Anthem. So 
it's going to be a busy couple of months, but I think again, it's it's cool because it this will have options for every type of player. There's going to be people people who prefer the division over Anthem. There's going to be people who prefer Destiny over both of them, and that's fine. But now there's going to be a lot of different options that people are going to be able to try for themselves, see which one they like, and then you know go a little crazy. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you float around as Iron Man. Who knows? You'll get, <laughs> and I, I'm sure Anthem will at least have a subsection of people who are hardcore Bioware fans that don't that never had interest in Destiny or Warframe yeah. or anything else but they just love everything that Bioware makes so they're going to check this out so it's yeah it it's bringing people from all different you know interests together yeah and then i think this moves into where like maybe a game has been quote unquote inspired too much yeah. to the point of like almost plagiarism or yes. plagiarism and that's actually where I wanted to bring up Ashen. Like I said, art style, music, the uh, the story, the lore, totally unique and interesting. I actually am like a little uncomfortable with how similar the mechanics are, like the combat mechanics to Dark Souls. Like the role, it's like literally the same role. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, the when when you're like avoiding an attack, right? Right. Literally the same. And I, I didn't even play that much Dark Souls and like I can I can tell this how similar it is, you know? Yeah. The strafing around like an enemy as you're like waiting for them to attack, then they make your attack, then you uh, like counterattack, right? Yeah. Almost exactly the same. Like it's uh, I think it's like too much. And yeah. I that's like where I think Ashen actually like oversteps and it's too much of like direct draw like almost copy pasted yeah I have another kind of example of that as well where it it was kind of like they were trying to basically mimic a very successful game and I'm talking about back on the PS3 I don't know if you guys remember this one Haze uh i i didn't play it but i remember it so haze was in the very early days of the ps3 and the way it was promoted and the way it kind of looked it was supposed to be like you know sony's answer to halo and if you couldn't tell because they called it fucking haze (laughs) but like the guns were very similar you could tell they tried to kind of mimic some of those mechanics the story was a little bit different Uh, from what I recall, but I remember I played the demo of it after really looking forward to it because at that time, there really weren't many good shooters out. I think I was playing fucking Warhawk, and Warhawk sucked. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And so there weren't many good shooters out for PS3 at the time, and so I was really looking forward to it, and I played the demo, and I was like, this game is absolutely garbage. And sure enough, when it was released, it got like fives as ratings and shit. It was like, this is is exactly what we expected. But you could tell Uh they tried to kind of bottle that halo success model but they couldn't do it because bungie knew what they were doing with halo they knew what they were making they were devoting a lot of time and effort to yeah. it whereas you could tell this game was just like yeah just get it out there and like whatever we'll call it haze we'll slap some fucking yellow on it well, give yeah, them some I guns think, i think what you were saying before about uh Thierry and the messenger i think that that's the key difference, right? Like yeah. he mm. loved Ninja Gaiden and he wanted to make a love letter to Ninja Gaiden. So all yeah. that passion and everything translates into a fantastic game. Whereas something with Hayes is just like, 
oh, well, this is really popular and we want a piece of that pie. So yeah. let's make our own version. And I, and like that is going to almost always result in an like subpar inferior product because mm. there's yep. just no passion or heart or heart and soul behind it. And I think as gamers, like we um, are probably subconsciously like very in tune with that things that feel uninspired you know yeah i tried to think of an example of a bad one and i couldn't so really oh interesting i mean i'm sure i know of something like in the back of my head but it was probably something where i was like i'm not gonna play that because it looks exactly the same Mm. as whatever so i didn't yeah I i would say too like to circle back to anthem like i wouldn't say anthem does that at all I think Anthem does is inspired by multiple things, but I don't think it's on the level of like what we just described either. Like, yeah. I think it is definitely its own work, but there's other examples of games out there that it took inspiration from, and that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. You can tell that the combat has a little bit of similarity to Warframe and naturally Mass Effect because it's Bioware. And then yeah, it and has, it's unique too. It built yeah. upon those things. Yeah, exactly, and. It, the one unique thing it really has is those javelins. Like we've said, and like a lot of people who have played it have said, it really feels like an Iron Man game, which is really mm-hmm. cool because we haven't seen that. We're waiting for mm-hmm. Square Enix to make that a fucking Avengers game. Until yes. then, this is the best we got. But I, like I said, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's really okay to make these comparisons just because I still have every intention of playing the game and having some fun with it it looks like it'd be a, a lot of fun squad based there's the different javelins that you can use there's different abilities so it is putting its own unique spin on it but it's definitely taking some ideas from other successful games as it should yeah well and it's building upon them and it's making it its own we need to get yeah. away from this mindset that like comparing things is like an inherently negative act because it's yeah, yeah exactly i think we also have like the right mindset about comparing things like i feel like on the internet it is very sure. easy to say hey this game's better than this yeah oh well, this is just like end of discussion yeah yeah and it's like well that's you know hardlining like that it doesn't make for anything productive you know oh no 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 yeah so um maybe that could be what the person that i referred to was was saying all along and I yeah. misinterpreted it completely. It could well, be. But I don't, I don't good, think I did, though. You, you had a good yeah. Twitter thread. quote them or anything. You don't even know who they were, so. I don't even know who they we're were. We're not uh, defamation here. We're not going to. Don't at me. It was him all along. <laughs> yeah, I was the one that tweeted it. <laughs> Plot twist. Well, that was a pretty good conversation regarding inspiration in games and you know comparing games and similar genres and things like that so if you folks have any ideas on any games that you've played that you could tell have drawn inspiration from other games give us a call at 347-509-5620 and let us know right now it's time for patch notes this is patch notes 1.31.19 this is where we discuss the latest news that broke since last we spoke this is patch notes Steve, who's Patch Notes sponsored by? Patch Notes is sponsored by Evil Tim Industries, who would like everyone to know that they are very near and dear Doesn't to them, except sense. for you. You know who you are, and you know Doesn't we have not forgotten what sense. you did. Evil Tim Industries. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. I can go first. Okay. All right. So what I have is from GameSpot by our good friend Eddie Makich or Makooch, whatever we want to call Mac- him today. The, the Kooch. <laughs> 
After 12 years of only making PlayStation games, Quantic Dream is going multi-platform. Wow. Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit become human developer. Quantic Dream recently raised money from Chinese internet company NetEase, at which time many wondered if it meant that the French studio would continue to make games only for PlayStation consoles. Now we know it won't. Quantic Dream boss Guillaume de Fondemir if I butchered that, I apologize, told GamesBeat that while the studio will continue to release games for PlayStation consoles, the exclusivity arrangement is seemingly over. We will continue to work on PlayStation, which is a platform we love and that we know very well, but we will also consider other platforms as we want to make our creations accessible to as many gamers as possible worldwide, regardless of the platform, he said. This is definitely a shift for us after 12 years developing exclusively for PlayStation, we are confident we can make a smooth transition to multi-platform development while keeping the high level of quality that we target for our games. As for what Quantic Dream's next game will be, studio founder David Cage said it's too early to reveal anything. However, he did tease that the studio is working on a new game engine that will, that will support multiple platforms. The engine is even more impressive than anything we have done before, Cage said. So it goes on to mention that you know they're going to keep working on projects uh, that are ambitious and original, and so it kind of brings up the question is like if Sony kind of dropped the ball, if they should have kept them locked up, but then you kind of look at all the other studios Sony has and maybe this was just Quantic Dream no matter what Sony offered them, Quantic Dream still would have done this. I think it's good because like I said, I do enjoy the interactive storytelling in Quantic Dream games and mm-hmm. I think I think uh, there is some good writing in there for sure. I think that like we've said if there was a little bit more help up top. Some of those yep. themes wouldn't be so ham-fisted. But I've always enjoyed the interactivity. So I'm happy that like a lot more people are going to get to experience it. I do wonder if maybe Sony would be like, hey, we probably should have locked them up. I don't know. We'll kind of see yeah. how it goes. Because I, I still kind of feel like, regardless, I still kind of feel like those Quantic Dream games are like a niche audience, you know? They, they are, but I think, I mean, I, I think, I don't know about like, the Xbox crowd, but I think there are a lot of people out there who don't necessarily have a gaming console, but have a PC that would probably be interested in like, oh, I'm not like a super hardcore gamer, but like, oh, this is just a story I can play through. You know, I could see those people picking it up for PC going forward. Um, So yeah, I think, I think David Cage just needs a writer's room, some good uh, editorial oversight to sort of say, you know, this is, let's refine this a little bit. Like, like George Lucas did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, let's let's work on the female characters a little bit more. You know, I, like, he, has, he definitely has cool ideas. I just looked it up that Detroit Become Human had hit 2 million sales by December of 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty good considering it's only on PS4. So, you know, yeah. this is probably something that they were eyeing for a while. I, I'd imagine they were always, I, like, in the back of their yeah. heads trying to expand. All right, Kate. Okay, so my I, I actually my patch notes are the same patch notes, just a different article because I thought this one was better than the one I pulled up originally. So guys, we're back. We have more Fallout seventy six news, <laughs> and it continues oh. to be bad. And I'm sorry that we keep talking about this on the podcast every week, but Bethesda. It's in the news. Keeps, <laughs> keeps doing stuff, so we just we have to report on it, you know. So this is from. PC Games Network. It's by Dustin Bailey. 
And the title is Fallout 76's latest patch is such a mess that even the game's fans are mad. For a limited selection of things that went wrong, the January 29th update broke bulk broke bulk junk <laughs> crafting so that you can efficiently craft with the materials you've condensed. Bobby pins, which once took up an absurd amount of inventory weight before they were fixed, are now back to their old heft. Plans you've learned show up across every character on your account. Those issues were introduced after a merge of internal development builds failed to execute properly and are the subject of an incoming hotfix. But those are just in unintentional problems. The intentional changes in this patch have been even more controversial. A broad set of nerfs have brought down certain types of weapon damage and weapon perk bonuses, while many players want Bethesda balancing towards power with buffs. Vendors now have reliable sets of recipes in their shops, which is a good thing, except for the part where those plans are now far more expensive to compensate for improved availability. Quickly browsing through the official subreddit will bring you to all sorts of criticism over specific details, as well as broader condemnations of the game's direction. You'll find threads titles like, I feel so awful con for convincing my friends to buy Fallout 76, and Defending Bethesda does not help the Fallout community, and If you're done with Fallout 76, uninstall. Those are just a few items from that page today. Anyway, the the TLDR of this whole thing is that they introduced a new patch, which apparently actually rolled back the game. So it undid things that were previously fixed that are now broken again. They also nerfed a bunch of abilities without giving people... Um, people still don't have the option to respec. So if you invested in oh, those no. abilities, you're now just like stuck with abilities that are half oh, as powerful no. as they used to be and yeah even the bethesda subreddit or the uh, excuse me the fallout 76 subreddit which has been pretty positive throughout the whole sort of tumultuous yeah. um period yeah. of fallout 76 launch is now sort of giving up on mass so it's yeah it's been a another rough week <laughs> for fallout 76 <laughs> It seems to be every tough. week. Yeah, it's tough. I feel so bad for the devs because you know that they're trying their best, but something's just well, wrong it, with it, management yeah, or, or that's something. Exactly. Like, it seems like, I mean, yeah, the, the devs aren't the ones who are saying we need to nerf abilities, right? That's, yeah. that's right. somewhere higher yeah. up. And the devs aren't the ones that, you know, they don't get to make the choice of whether we allow respecking or not. That's, again, higher up. So it's like... Some. Or in a different and then, team. Well, I saw yeah. it too because they were making updates to the in-game store where they were adding new content. So somebody on the subreddit complained about that. And the community manager made a good point. They're just like, look, those are two different teams. Like, they don't work in conjunction with each other. Right. You know, one team is working on the in-game store. The other team is working on the coding. And then but, somebody just replied to it. It was like, yeah, but, like, from our perspective, it's it's looking like you're working on the things that we don't care about. Right. I mean, mm. it is. it it's does all feel optics. like a slap in the face. To, yeah. yeah, to the player base. It's like, okay, well, you nerfed all my energy weapons and I didn't ask you for that and now I can't kill anything anymore, but I can spend $20 to get a a cool canvas bag in the Fallout store or whatever. Like, it's, it's just, just like... I don't know. It's been just such a bad, bad, bad start. And it's it was unbelievable. You know, it's tough because, like, when this game was first announced, it was already going to be put under the microscope because you're yeah. giving Fallout fans a game they didn't necessarily ask for because Fallout's always been a very singular experience where it's yeah. NPC-driven and story-driven, and this was a complete 180 from that. So right off the bat, it's going to be put under the microscope, and then it just, I mean, 
everything we've seen from it, it just seems like it was released too early. It sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just sucks because it, 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 it looks bad on so many fronts and you hope that it's going to, you know, they're going to do the, the right things to make it better. But it, it's rough when you start seeing the people who are playing it as like diehards now start to be like, all right, well, like what more do I have to deal yeah. with? I mean, that, that one thread title, like, I feel bad that I convinced my friends to buy Fallout 76. Oh, I mean, how sad is that? Like, of, that's, yeah. yeah, that a person, you know, thought about that enough to make a post about it on Reddit. Like, that is just so sad. And and I can picture that person being really excited at launch. And now they're like, oh, sorry, can I take you out to dinner to make up for the 60 bucks you wasted? Like, yeah, it, it's just it's yeah i i don't know i i would love to know what is really going on behind closed doors there um i don't think we ever will but they they desperately need to do something to right the sinking ship which i i think at this point they they need they need a realm reborn situation exactly (laughs) a video a video i watched today about this they they called it a wasteland reborn, which I thought was really funny because they oh, that is funny. yeah they said like the same thing. They, We're they referring just, to what happened with Final Fantasy fourteen right. for those of you that they don't need know. to take Fallout seventy six offline for a certain amount of time, completely redo it, bring it back, give all the people that bought the original game some fun you know in game cosmetic bonuses or whatever for being loyal and sticking with them throughout mm-hmm. everything. But they yeah they just need a complete do over at this point. I think is really the only way to fix it. All right. Well, I hear we have some swipe right or die alones in our voicemail inbox. Is that true, Steven? Yes, we have two. So I am going to play this first one from Reese. Hello, players. It is I, a gentleman caller, hoping to win your favor. For our first date, perhaps I would take you to the diner where we could enjoy some ramen and have a nice conversation about the nature of our true selves and the masks that we wear. Though if you're feeling more adventurous, maybe we could go over to Big Bag Burger and try the challenge. We'd really get our staff up. If you want to know about my hashtags, I should check my Instagram feed. Here's a picture of my friends and I on a road trip. Hashtag, ride it in a cat bus. Uh, And here's some artwork my friend Yusuke did. Hashtag, calling card. Hashtag take your heart. And here's my friend Ryuji and I pumped about some news we just received. Hashtag smash bros. And some do's and don'ts. Well, you should know that I live above a cafe. So do let me know before you visit. And don't be rude to the cafe patrons or the owner. That could really cause some problems for me. It's also important that you know that my schoolwork is very important to me. So do support me in my studying, but don't distract me when I need to buckle down for exams. And finally, you text me when you want to hang out. Let me know where you are, and please stand in the same place all afternoon so I can find you if I choose to accept your invitation. (laughs) But keep in mind, I can only hang out with one friend at a time. So... Don't get upset if I ignore your text completely and do not see you until the next day. Well, do you know who I am, player? I sure, I sure do, Reese. Who is he? Um, do you know Matt? Do you know? 
Do either of you know? Is I, it, well, I know that... I read it, so. Oh, okay. I, is it's it, like. Is it that character from that game where, like, <laughs> you walk around and, like, don't do much and you're, like, trying to solve something or something like that and you have to, like, wait around in a store for a long time for, like, a certain amount? Um, I don't know I don't what game think, you're talking yeah, about. I have no idea okay, you're talking never about. mind. That's not yeah. the gameplay of this game, really. Yeah. Okay. Kate? Uh, the answer is I can't do a I can't do a good Morgana voice, but I'll say it anyway. I'll say her say his quote. Looking cool, Joker. So it's Joker from Persona Five. Oh. Right, let's see if you're correct. Yeah. I'll reveal my identity in three, two. Take off your mask, Joker. One. Of course it is I, the protagonist from Persona Five. Otherwise known as Joker, did I take your heart? Yeah, I would. I would probably that was go such out a on good a fucking voicemail. It that was, was really great. good. I would go out on a date with Joker over the three that I had on the podcast last week. Uh, Molag Ball, hello. Yeah, I'm not into like domination, soul stealing, <laughs> murdering. And My stuff. God, that Reese, was, that was such that a good voicemail. Yeah, that was voicemail. a great voicemail, Reese. So Kate guessed it correctly you're good yeah, good you, job you Kate. Guessed, you guessed all you four swiped so right so now we have another yeah, one from once again right. our good friend jeremy the nerdy teacher so here jeremy. we go hey plus one player it's jeremy again sorry to keep calling you so much but i have a no never apologize i alone for you uh don't feel pressured to put this on your podcast this is really more just for you guys or just for Steve. It's going on the podcast, Jeremy. Uh, so the questions, Kate's questions was, what would I do on a first date? And this character would really do anything that uh, just gets me out of the house. I've got a lot of people coming and going, and it's really stressful. There. Hmm. So anytime I'm able to get away from my kids, I'm a single dad. Um, I, I just appreciate getting out. Second question was hashtags. So if I had some dating hashtags, it would be hashtag tidy up. Hashtag I can't even and hashtag what are those? I feel like I'm saying those things on a daily basis. And finally, my relationship do's and don'ts. Uh, do wear nice socks because we got new carpet put in, so we're a barefoot home. I hope that's okay with you. Don't leave your stuff lying around my house. I have enough of that in my life already. I don't need one more pair of shoes stressing me out. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he just starts laughing. So he's about to give his answer. Is so it I... the pre- protagonist of whose shoes are these? <laughs> what, I think it's that. Thinking. I think it's the protagonist <laughs> of whose shoes are these. So let's see who it is. Holy shit! Okay, I am in fact the dad from the award-winning fake game. Whose shoes are these? Ah. Um. Thanks for all the laugh. And uh. Oh my god. That's so funny. Thank you, Jeremy. That was hilarious. Thanks. Those like, were like, like Jeremy. Those really Daddy, good, Octodad, really good voicemails. And then, yeah, then we yeah. like talking about like the shoes at the end. I was like, oh, we're gonna make, we're gonna make yeah. whose shoes are these so infamous? It becomes one of those myths about like those games. <gasps> yeah, that were, that I'll never write were. about it next year for yeah. um, Halloween. Well, thank you both, Reese and Jeremy, for your great voicemails. Yes. If you guys want to give us a call with your own swipe, write, or die alone, because those were great, give us a call at 347-509-5620. So with that, I think it is time that we wind down the show. So just a quick reminder, February 23rd, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 12-hour charity stream as we team up with Jimmy Good with Critical Reviews 
as we raise money for Canine for Warriors. So come and check that out. Keep an eye out on the website and our social media as we'll start giving you more information on that as well as how to donate. Every dollar goes right to Canine for Warriors. So we've had a good time, as we always do. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode, go on whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, whatever it may be, give us a like, leave us a review, subscribe to us. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And if you've enjoyed this episode or anything else that we've done Go on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar goes right back to the show to make it the best podcast it could possibly be. And so we wind down episode 65 as we always do. We hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And with all that, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon. As we, ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey Kate, hey. Hey, hey, I have a, I have a little thing. Tell me more about Bethesda. <laughs> Where are the mutants? Where is the wasteland? <laughs>